Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome <clears throat> to Milwaukee Mennonite Church. I am Rachel Stolpe, and I will be a worship leader today. And um, Aaron is over in the sound booth if you have any tech trouble. And a big thank you to Matthew and Eric for doing our... Um, so, happy Epiphany. Um, as I was preparing for today, and Amy and I were talking, um, I went down this long and winding rabbit hole of how Epiphany is celebrated all over the world. And one, one way that I found was that people mark the, the day by marking their houses with chalk. And I printed out a little, so I printed out a little blessing, and a, there's a little piece of chalk, but the chalk needs to be blessed, so don't take it yet. We'll it has to be blessed at the end of the service, before the last blessing, and before we leave. So says the, um, I think it's the Anglican church that I got the stuff from. <laughs> don't want to do it wrong. But I don't know if any of you noticed it. It's, I, um, Micah put it out on the front steps, or the front entrance. Um, but it's a really neat tradition about um, the, because epiphany means revealing, and it commemorates the Magi who came from the East following the star, and it's to help us celebrate and to remember that Christ has revealed himself to us. Um, it's a centuries-old way of celebrating and, um, and marking the occasion. And there's like a specific, um, like, a, like a formula that you put. And it's a, the year, like 20 plus C, M, B, plus 23 for the year. And then in the C, M, B is either for the, the three wise men or it's for um, some big fancy word in Latin that I can't pronounce. And I printed this too small to read. But you will all get this and you can all take this home and, do, and if you want, put it on your front post. Anything else? We can start our service with um, our first song, which is Voices Together, 273, Arise. So let's stand up. Arise, your light has come. Yeah, Voices Together, 273, Arise, your light has come. And then please stay standing if you're able then for the call to worship. Show forth the glory. 
I forgot to mention that one of the rabbit holes was about the connection between epiphany and variegated yarn. Of course, you know, when Amy and I are the worship team, so there's some variegated yarn on your bulletins that you can play with if you need to, or take them apart, or whatever. And Amy will explain more. But if I just thought I would mention why there was yarn hanging off of there. Plus, fidgets are always a good thing. So please join me in the call to worship. Oh God, by the leading of a star, you revealed your only Son in all his glory to the people of the earth. Guide us into your presence where we may see your glory face to face. Let all the earth adore you, for you are the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Does somebody have the Ephesians scripture that great? Ephesians 3, 1 through 12. This is the reason that I, Paul, am a prisoner for Jesus Christ for the sake of you Gentiles. For surely you have already heard of the commission of God's grace that was given me for you, and how the mystery was made known to me by revelation as I wrote about above in a few words, a reading of which will enable you to perceive my understanding of the mystery of Christ. In former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That is, the Gentiles have become fellow heirs, members of the same body, and sharers in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I have become a servant according to the gift of God's grace that was given me by the working of his power. Although I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to me to bring to the Gentiles the news of the boundless riches of Christ and to make everyone see what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church the wisdom of God in its rich variety might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose that he has carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have access to God in boldness and confidence through faith in him. If you can open your voices together to, <clears throat> sorry, 889. And we can read this together, and then we can have a little time of silence, and then I'll close with a, a prayer. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Oh, 
Create in me a pure heart, O God, and put a new and steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. May the love which overcomes all differences, which heals all wounds, which puts to flight all fears, which reconciles all who are separated, be in us and among us, now and always. Amen. Our next song is um, Voices Together 276, Solemn Stillness, and it's a different take on Joy to the World. Matthew 2, 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When the king heard this, he was frightened. 
and all Jerusalem with him, and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is a shepherd to my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that had, that had been at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Hi everyone, I'm Amy. I'm going to be reflecting on the, the readings today. Um, among the feast days of the church calendar, there are few that overflow with meaning the way Epiphany does. I said that in a really flowery, silly way. Basically, there's a lot that I could talk about right now. <laughs> um, you know, I could, I could discuss the, the wise men themselves, the, the magi. Who were they? How many were there? Where did they come from? How did tradition decide that they were kings? When did they arrive? I might focus on gift giving in general or on the symbolism of those odd, expensive, and practical gifts that the magi bought to Jesus. We might reflect on the idea of going home by another way and pull out the James Taylor song of the same name. We might discuss, as Rachel did a bit already, um, the many traditions which various cultures observe the feast. So many options. The theme that the Leader Magazine materials give us for today is based on the reading from the letter to the Ephesians. The manifold wisdom of God be made known. So this theme brings us back to the meaning of the feast contained in the, the name Epiphany. You know, that moment of sudden revelation when everything is illuminated. The focus on the revelation, the focus is on the revelation of Jesus' birth to the Gentiles. When we see the wise ones of other nations come bearing gifts to bow, bow down before the newborn king and God. What is interesting to me about this revelation to the Gentiles is not just the fact that Jesus' birth was revealed to these wise men, but how their expectations were subverted. When they came to Judea, they looked for a newborn king at the palace, and the reigning monarch had no clue what they were talking about. They were expecting to find a baby who was born in a palace and now lying in a bed of fine fabrics. They are directed to Bethlehem, and they find a baby who was born in a stable and laid in a feeding trough on a bed of straw. Seeking the new king, first they ask in the halls of the powerful. 
They should have asked the shepherds in the fields because the, shep the first to hear of the king's birth were unhoused people who were working through the night. Epiphany is not just the revelation to the nations that the God of Israel is king of all peoples and God of all creation. It's the revelation that God is not the king who anyone expects. This revelation of the unexpected continues beyond Jesus' birth. It continued in the company that Jesus kept, in how he chose to live. It continued in his teaching that the poor and the hungry are blessed and the rich and the well-fed are cursed. It continued when he did not fight back, when he was tortured and executed as a terrorist. And it continued when he rose on the third day. And in the epistle reading, we hear that God's unexpected wisdom continues to be revealed in the people that God is creating. The passage comes in a discussion of Jesus's work in reconciling human beings to one another. I'm going to read some of the preceding passage, in part because I like it and I have the microphone, um, but also because it just does fit really well with the themes. The preceding chapter reads, in Jesus Christ, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he is our peace. In his flesh, he has made both into one and has broken down the dividing wall, that is, the hostility between us, that he might create in himself one new humanity in place of the two, thus making peace, and might reconcile both to God reconcile both to God in one body through the cross, thus putting to death the hostility through it. So he came and proclaimed peace to you who were far off and peace to you who were near. For through him, both of us have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you who are, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but are fellow citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. In him, the whole structure is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together in the spirit into a dwelling place for God. I love both the passage I just read and the one that we read earlier today. Um, I think it, it articulates... Um, the gospel in a way that I think is, that I, I, I think it's different than sometimes the people expect. It's not this Jesus is saving individuals from something that's gonna happen after we die. It is a story of Jesus reconciling us to God, but also to one another, um, saving us by his grace, not just from something, but for something. Oh, becoming a pe becoming um, this people, a people who witness to to who he is and what God is doing in the world. Today's reading talks about why the church, as a diverse group of people, living in peace matters. The text states that through the church the wisdom of God in its rich variety might be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. This passage speaks of the wisdom of God revealed not just through a star rising in the east or in the person of Jesus Christ, 
but in the church, the body of Christ in whom God's spirit dwells. I'm going to talk about a specific Greek word now. I don't do that very much um, it, when I'm talking about New Testament texts, um, largely because the shades of meaning in individual words don't really make the difference to the text, make much difference to the meaning of the text, and I just get really excited about these nuances. Um, you know, I think I'm in this particular community, I think I might have some company in getting really excited about individual words, <laughs> but <laughs> I get a thumbs up from Steve. <laughs> but um, in this case, um, this passage has a Greek word that I am really happy to make too much of. Um, the translations usually talk about the manifold wisdom of God or the wisdom of God in its rich variety being revealed through the church. We know from texts outside of the Bible, it's the word that's only used this one time in the Bible. But from what we know from other ancient Greek texts outside of the Bible, this word that we translate manifold is saying something about color. It's used to describe multicolored fabric or a field of flowers. Uh, so it's talking about this variety, but it's this image of of colorful, of many colored, um, that is used to describe the wisdom of God. And what Rachel was referring to and why you have the little yarn attached to their bulletins, your bulletins is probably the best, um, the, one of the best words to, that you might, we might use to translate this is one that usually is only applied to yarn, which is variegated. I'm gonna grab my little yarn here. Just an example. Another example. Um, variegated, is used to describe colors in yarn. Yarn that is in a single ball or strand, many different colors. Um, and I love this as an image of God's wisdom. When you look at variegated yarn, or an object made of variegated yarn, you can still see all the individual colors. The colors are still all there, but they're together. And the effect sometimes can seem pretty messy, honestly. Sometimes the colors pull together in ways that make something look odd or asymmetrical or just kind of gives a design that you did not intend. <laughs> um, and you can have different opinions about whether you know, those colors really go well together, whether it really works. The individual colors are still there, but it makes a whole, and it might be messy, but it's also beautiful. Another image that um, Rachel put on the bulletin, something else we talked about, um, was this rainbow infinity symbol. You put that on the bulletin, right? Okay, <laughs> somewhere, yes. Um, and it's a symbol that's used um, to signify neuro neurodivergence, um, neurodiversity. Um, but I kept thinking of this image of these col of colors that flow together in this infinite, um, infinite loop, um, flowing around each other and in and out of each other. And that is an image of, of what the church is. And what, who, what about God we reveal as the church? That we don't show God by conforming, having one culture, looking like one another, acting like one another. 
the fact that we are individuals from all different cultures and backgrounds and abilities and um, personalities, all the ways that we are who we are, but through grace, through Christ, we make a whole. And it might be messy, but it's one. <laughs> and it's beautiful. <laughs> I love this idea that the wisdom of God is not revealed to be something, some sort of simple black and white truth. It's not contained in proverbs and proverbs and aphorisms or shall and shall not commandments. The wisdom of God is revealed in what God can do, what God can make. The gathering together of an infinite diversity of human beings into a messy but somehow coherent whole, reconciling people to one another and forming them into a place where God can dwell. Through Christmas and Epiphany each year, we look back at the events of Jesus' birth and the news of God's incarnation going out to the world. This is more than a simple commemoration. These days call us to take our place in that story. We are part of the body of Christ, where God's spirit lives embodied and is at work in this world. Our lives together reveal the many-colored wisdom of God, one people drawn from every nation, where all are reconciled to one another and, every, and there's space for every person to belong. We begin our response with 256 in Voices Together. 256, Noel, and we will be repeating the refrain.
Please pray with me. O oh God, listening to us here, you accept also the prayers of our church family. In Africa, Asia, the Pacific, the Americans, the Americas, and Europe, we are all one in prayer. So may we, as one, rightly carry out your commission to witness and to love in the church and throughout the world. Accept our prayers graciously, even when they are somewhat strange. They are offered in Jesus' name. Amen. Our last song is 275, O Beautiful Star of Bethlehem, and you have got to stand up for this one and maybe move around a little bit if you want. And then stay standing for the because we'll bless the chalk and then there'll be a benediction. I'm curious to see how you will move out there. I'm watching. <laughs> May God, who provided a safe dwelling place for the eternal word, bless this chalk and the homes of the faithful and the people who live there through Christ our Lord. As you go out today, may you bear with you the mystery of Christ's birth. God's story of restoration goes on. Go in peace.